Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 60. Hey, this is Elena Cardone from the G&E Show. And if you want to build your empire, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be. Brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, beats, headphones, etc., etc., then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Elena Cardone. Elena is an actress, model, and successful businesswoman. Earlier in her career, she guest starred on numerous well-known TV shows such as CSI, NCIS, George Lopez, Two and a Half Men, Grounded for Life, Days of Our Lives, and several 
others. In 2004, she was bestowed the title of Maxim Magazine's Hottest 100, and just a little while later, her love for firearms led her to placing 10th in the Women's California State Shotgun Competition. Elena is now focused on building an empire with her husband Grant in the business world. She co-hosts the hit G&E show and has spoken on stage to thousands at Thrive and 10X GrowthCon. Elena, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you're super busy. I'm really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound a little bit on that intro and then tell us more about yourself. Oh, thanks. And thanks for having me. Yeah. So basically I moved to Los Angeles at 17. I knew no one, but I had the hopes and dreams of becoming an actress and just, you know, dealt with dealing with Los Angeles for many, many years, had the ups, had the downs, had the success and the money to the, you know, back down to the nothing, can't even afford a Starbucks. So I've kind of experienced both sides of things. And then in 2003, met Grant Cardone, and we got married in 2004. My life just took a drastic change in a completely different direction, where I kind of forfeited my acting career to actually become an entrepreneur, but not in the traditional sense that most people think of it. I kind of pushed all my chips in on Grant Cardone like he became my business so everything that he did I am behind the scenes like the business of running him so So, that turned out to be a lucrative decision and here we are (laughs) so talk to me a little bit about that decision Elena because I know it had to be kind of difficult because acting is not an easy career to get into from what I have been told so all the work that you did up to that point and then you meet Grant and then you decide, you know what, it's time for a pivot. Was it difficult to make that decision to kind of go in a different direction and pursue the more the entrepreneurial type of a field? Or was it just something that you were like, you know what, I know this is the next step? Well, it was a difficult decision because, you know, since I was 17 years old, two days after I took my last exam in high school, I was on a plane to Los Angeles knowing no one. Hmm. So I've been on my own self-sufficient supporting myself since I was 17 years old. And now I get married to Grant Cardone and I'm in a marriage. And yet I still think I have to protect myself. I have to make my own finances, even though I know I didn't get married until I was 30 for a reason. Hmm. But when I did decide to get married, I know I wasn't going to quit on the relationship. But still in the beginning of my marriage, I wasn't so convinced maybe he wouldn't. So I kind of always felt like I had to have this cushion to protect myself in case things didn't work out. Hmm. So that was when the decision was difficult, not so much in giving up the acting, even though that was kind of challenging too. But the real difficult decision was, you know, am I going to trust this guy? The 2008 collapse happened and Grant just had more of a foothold in finances and how we could actually, I could actually see his vision of protecting our future more than I could for my acting career, Hmm. which, you know, had its highs and its lows. So the decision wasn't hard once I just decided, you know what, I can trust this guy. If I put every single resource and asset that I have behind him, then we can actually create the empire and the lifestyle that we want. And I won't be dependent on 
somebody saying, yes, you're blessed with this job or no, you're not. Or I always felt like I had to depend on somebody else. So in regards to the decision of taking my life and then going in the direction I wanted with my choices, that was an easy choice to give up acting. But when it came to, you know, is this really going to pan out? Yeah. That was the difficult. So I just had to, you know, ignore all the negative and just push all the chips in and and know who I am and what I have to offer. And I just went behind Grant. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. It was, so it was difficult really at the beginning to put full trust in him. So what was it eventually that you were like, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in. Well, it was the 2008 collapse hmm. when we did not know what was going to happen. We had a lawsuit. You know, sometimes when you start making it, people that aren't entitled to anything mm-hmm. start to try to think that you're going to be their sugar mom or sugar right. daddy. And that's right. what happened to us with some friends that we thought were friends sued us for what was an enormous amount of money, millions of dollars, which was just terrifying. It was our first lawsuit. I was pregnant. The economic collapse happened. The banks were going under. One bank alone started to panic, called in a $30 million loan. It was like, you need to pay us now. It was like extremely stressful times. We were like, what is going to happen? And that's when I said, you know what, enough of this acting thing. It's time to get serious and really create an empire that will no longer threaten destruction, no matter what happens to the economy. Hmm. And that's what we spent the last 10 years building. And now we're finally at a point now where we've hit that. We're not where we want to be in life, but we've hit that stage where we've made some major, major, major like wins and rewards. 
and achievements is the word I'm trying to look yeah, for. Yeah. So you told a story at Thrive about you telling Grant that he needed to go for a billion. Can you tell that story a little bit and expound a little bit on that? <laughs> it was a few years ago, maybe about five years ago now. You know, we're friends with a couple of billionaires and I realized that what Grant has to offer people is even more than I felt like these people have to offer. I could see so much in Grant. I am his biggest fan and he constantly, continually motivates me and inspires me. And I just, as much as he's doing and as big as he's gotten and as far as he's taken us, I still believe that he is under utilizing his potential. And that's not easy for anyone to hear. And he could say the same thing about me and he would be right. So I felt that way. And I felt like, you know, it was he needed to become a billionaire, not for the money, not for the trinkets, even though those are nice and they're very exciting. But that's not the reward. The reward, my logic was, is that if he receives a billion dollar, it's because he's exchanged that much in abundance with others. And right. if he's gotten his products and his word out to actually receive a billion dollars from people, then I know for sure he will have changed lives and helped people. Hmm. So I told him one day, you need to become a billionaire. But I didn't preface it with all the nice, great <laughs> stuff I just said to you. I just out of the blue said, you need to become a billionaire. And it sent him into this absolute rage is kind of a strong word, Frenzy. but it really, it really upset him on a number of levels because he's the one that's out there shoving, pushing, grinding. It, it takes an enormous amount of energy. The man never shuts off. And to hit a billion just seemed overwhelming to him. Like, how much more do you want from me? And when is enough enough? And when will you be satisfied? And all those other misunderstandings that he had when it was taken out of context. Yeah. But when I was finally able to say, hey, you know what? You can achieve a billion. It's who you are. And that's your target. And if you fall short, big deal. But that should be your target. Hmm. And you can help people. And I believe in you. And I'm here to support you. And I'm willing to sacrifice. You know, when you put a billion dollar target in front of your husband, you can't be a wife that then says, you don't spend enough time with me or you're always <laughs> on your phone. You know, it's right, like right. I'm willing to hit the sacrifices because I want to see him win. I want to see, you know, I think the greatest love you can give to somebody is to help them achieve their dreams and their goals. I mean, what is more thrilling and exciting and fulfilling than that? You know, and when we hit those the targets together, it's like it makes everything worthwhile. It's like, you know, marriages are not easy. I mean, anyone that's married, I don't think I've ever met a couple that's like, oh, we have the perfect, easiest marriage. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where those people are. They're hard for me. Right. You know, we're blood, sweat and tears over here trying to get through life. But it's like a baby. You know, I delivered two kids naturally a home birth. And the first one, I literally thought I was going to die. But as soon as that child was born, every mother will tell you this. You forget about the pain. That's what it is for Grant in life. When we hit our targets, when we hit our goals, when we hit our achievements and that baby, so to speak, arrives, it's like you forget about how hard the marriage is or how difficult or this or that or whatever. It's just all worth it. 
So that's the game we're playing. And that's why I said a billion. And it's turned out to be a great target for us because it's opened us even bigger in so many ways that has expanded our capabilities of what we thought we were capable of. And now we're on a completely different path. And it's exciting. It's just really exciting. And I love the way that you broke down the billion dollar mark, because I think it's such, I think a lot of people look at that amount of money and they just, the first thing that pops into their mind is greed. And this is something that Grant teaches on a lot, which is getting rid of that mindset that money is bad and that if you're rich, you're a bad person, that kind of a thing. And so I like what you said about, I know that if he made a billion dollars, if he actually got that money from people that that is directly correlated to the amount of people that he's been able to help in the world. And that was such a fantastic way to look at it because I think that that is such a limiting belief for most people. So why do you think, Elena, that a lot of people won't allow themselves to look at numbers like that? You know, it's a mindset. It's where we grew up. I grew up in New Orleans. You know, I hung out. I was a little street rat in the French Quarter, you know. I'm not supposed to be thinking this way about money. I didn't. We were taught to turn the lights out and to eat the food and to not waste water. And I mean, everything came from a scarcity and there's not enough and always worried about money. And it's just, I think that's where it comes from. I think people are just not used to being able to have things. The haveability is small. And, you know, I was a a little punk rock chick and, you know, we thought people with money were greedy and Mm -hmm. I had to completely rework everything that I thought. But, you know, it's out there. You've heard everything about people with money. You've heard all the same things that I have. And a billion dollars is even embarrassing saying because immediately I want to defend it or not have people think I'm just in it for the material things, which which I'm not. It's interesting, Travis, because the more money that we've had, the less need or desire I've had for things. But it might not look like that because I still like my Chanel. I still like traveling (laughs) in our private plane. But it's like I don't need those things to make me who I am or or fit in or identify with who I am. I am me. I want to help people. And that's people can believe it or not believe it, but that's who I am. That's the more money that we have, the more good we can do and we can help more people. I'm just going to be more comfortable in a nicer plane getting around the globe, being able to do that for people. Right, right. It just facilitates your ability to help others. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're all about. Like, I mean, I don't need a billion dollars to just go wear a $100,000 Chanel suit and some furs and some heels and go attend some foo-foo parties and make stupid conversation with people like that does not interest me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's so much about that that we could dive into. And honestly, Grant's been a huge proponent for the way that I think about it now, um, listening to his podcast and the content he puts out there, because it is taboo, you know, to say like, I want to get rich one day, or I want to be rich, and I want to have money like it, it's such you're just taught to have this that exactly what you said, Elena, the scarcity mindset from such a young age that Oh, we don't have enough this we don't have enough that you have to conserve this you have to clip these coupons 
coupons to save money here and do this and that. So just literally shifting your mindset to thinking a different way about it can open up an entirely new world of possibilities. Now, Elena, I kind of want to shift the conversation here. This is Build Your Network. We talk about a lot about relationship building and networking and how to go about doing those sorts of things. So I'm curious to know your answer to this question. This is how I usually get the conversation going. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? It's a little bit of both. It really kind of depends. I believe it's what you know, because if your mind is in the wrong place or you have that scarcity mindset or you don't know how to use discipline or take massive action or make another phone call, it doesn't matter who you're around because they won't want to be around you and they're not going to want to help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who, like people, I mean, like no one's going to give you anything in life, like no matter what, they might help you depending on what you know and what value you have and bring to the table and have to offer. So I'm going to have to go with my initial analysis of this. It's what you know. Okay. That's why I'm always trying to train, work on my mind, work on everything about me to make to to think differently, to think outside of the box, to make me gut up. And then when you're in front of the who, which is important, because when you finally get in front of the who, you better have something important to say. Hmm. You better know what you're all about. You better not just be a piece of milk toast or you're not going to have an opportunity. I mean, you know, luck is whatever they say about luck. It's about the preparation or whatever. Preparation, meeting opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about how that worked for you, because I have to think that as an actress, you got to know the right people in order to get auditions or roles or opportunities. But then, like you said, if you're no good, then it doesn't matter. (laughs) So can you kind of talk about that? How did that help you? How did building relationships with other people help you in your acting career? Well, in the acting career, again, I was I guess I was lucky early on because I was always able to get the best modeling agencies, like elite. When I went into acting, I was able to get the top agencies, the top managers. And then, you know, I didn't do enough of that. You know, looking back, I probably should have done more. Mm -hmm. That is a regret. Like I I look at younger people today and I'm like, oh, but, you know, they're on their own path and they have to figure things out. But relationships are very important because I would work on one set and then a few months later I'd be on another set and there was about three or four of the same crew and everyone talks and it's a small world. And, you know, the people want to work with each other who they have good relationships with, who they can trust. They want dependability. They don't want drama on set. They don't want an actor or a crew member who's going to start nattering about the director or this, that creates problems. Mm -hmm. And that goes around. Or if you're late or not professional, you know, the buzz gets out and people can hurt you because you can lose jobs over that. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really learned about that sort of industry and, and getting along with people and I never really had a problem with that because I've always kind of gotten along with people. But I remember there were people that were difficult or showed up later, acted like divas. And then eventually, if they're not a superstar and they don't have mega talent to offer, they got forgotten. They weren't given another opportunity. 
you know? Right. So tell us then about a time in your life, Elena, like a specific story that you can kind of pull out from your past where a connection that you had, a relationship with another individual led you to a big moment of success for you. Hmm. Let me think about that. Trying to think. I have this one where I was friends with this casting director, and he's really great. His name is John Papsidera. He cast major stuff. And I went on this audition for this film, and I don't know. I could just kind of feel like I did a really good job. I wasn't sure. And you're not supposed to call the casting people. It's like in Hollywood, don't call me, I'll call you kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But I called them and said, hey, what happened and how do I get a role in this film? And he was like, you say you really want a role in this film? And I was like, yeah, I really do, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, you did really good. Let me talk to the producers and the director. And anyway, I ended up getting a role in the film which then got me to the Maxim Magazine thing, which is now kind of more of just a bragging, right? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, but it did get me some more, like it helped me kind of break into more of the movie aspect of things Yeah. by just having that relationship with the casting director. Just the one, yeah, that's a perfect example. That's exactly what I was looking for, Elena. Something where it was just like a relationship that you have with somebody, There's they're a friend of yours. You didn't have like this hidden agenda where it was like, you know, if I become friends with this person, they'll set me up with here, which will lead to this. And then I'll become Maxim Magazine's top 100. You know, like it wasn't like this whole long plan that you had in your head. It was just a relationship with the casting director. And then that's right. Um, well, the Maxim had seen the movie and the movie got some notoriety or whatever. And and then that's how that happened. Yeah. So I just feel like in life, if you're my friend, I'm trying to help you. I have a, my best friend, Rebecca, in New Orleans, owns this store called Chatterbox. Well, every time I go to New Orleans, I shop. I do, like, most of my yearly shopping at Chatterbox to support her. Hmm. I have friends here that are in the gun world, and they make incredible ARs or I don't know if you know what a PCC is, but they make guns and they're my friends. Like, I buy my stuff from them. If I have a friend that you know, once help with her charity, I help with the charity. Like I'm not looking for anything in return, right. but I just feel like it's just good karma. It's good. You help your friends and your friends help you. Right. Right. So I'm sure you get a lot of this, Elena, in the position that you're in these days. How do you deal with people that come up to you and you can just tell that there's a hidden agenda behind it? Like they want this certain thing or they want to get to Grant or they want to talk to this person that you know, and you can just tell that there's a hidden agenda. How does that make you feel and how do you deal with it? Oh, I don't mind hidden agendas at all because, you know, I want people. Okay, let me answer it this way. If somebody comes to me to get to grants, I think they're a smart person because that's smart. Hmm. He's got a lot of gatekeepers, and I have to go through some of the gatekeepers. <laughs> but if you come to me, I think you're smart because you're smart. I mean, why wouldn't you come to me? I'm not trying to open the door for more of it because I have so much of it, more than I can even deal with now. <laughs> I'm sure. But honestly— I think they're a smart person because why wouldn't you work your assets, your, I don't know what you'd call me, your allies, your, even if you don't know me and you got a chance to meet me, why wouldn't you present? If you believe in your product, why wouldn't you get it in front of me to get it to grant? 
I don't know why you would stop yourself. Mm. I don't know why people think that hidden agendas or if you want help from somebody is a bad thing. It's not. It's that's what you're supposed to do. Why else have me in your life as your friend or not if we can't help each other? Now, sometimes the project's not going to work up. It's not going to line up. It's not what we do. It's not our business. And, and I have to say it's not going to work. Or I can come up with an idea and say, hey, try this, because I, I have all kinds of ideas about people's businesses and stuff. But no, I don't mind that at all, because I would want to be able to say if I met somebody that could help us, I would want to be able to say, hey, what do you think of this idea? Or how could we work in this way? I wouldn't want to feel like I just had to be friends, meaning talk about meaningless stuff with you to prove somehow that I don't need or want anything from you. I mean, it's BS. Like, why am I hanging out with you? I want something from you. My friends in New Orleans, I don't want any material things from them, but I want them to let me be that teenage girl because they know who I was and I can be that around them. I want something from them. They give that to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's whatever the thing is that you want with your friends or business people. It's like, I wouldn't beat around the bush. It's like, I'm clear about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So very, very interesting. So tell me this, if somebody comes up to you somewhere, what's typically a way that you respond really well to? Like what's approach that people come up to you with where you respond really well to? So if somebody's listening, they're like, Hey, I want to talk to you when I come to 10 X growth con, <laughs> what would you recommend that someone like that would say to you when they first get there? Well, that's difficult because that's going to be an extremely busy time. I know you probably just threw that out there, but from yeah, yeah, morning at, at any, night, yeah, any that, time, that, any, yeah. time. Yeah. Not um, just 10 X growth, but, but any, any time, anytime, you know, something that's non-threatening, like that doesn't seem, you know, like showing up at my house or my condo might be a little weird. <laughs> now I'm like, Oh, they know. Now, it just, I always have a tendency to think in safety lines. So mm. that kind of automatically puts me on a, I have to look at you through a red flag filter now. Right, right. But like if you showed up at the Starbucks and you knew we were going to be there and we said we're having a meet and greet, I opened the door for your invitation. And that's the perfect place because I'm ready. I have my people. I'm prepared. Hmm. You know, Yeah. That, those are great opportunities. And we're so available. Like if you see us at a ball game or here or there or at a restaurant and you want to come say hi and you're friendly and you're, you know, all that, we don't care like I'm not some person that's like I'm eating right now like that's just <laughs> that's not me you know I go back to the beginning I want to help people yeah. and that's my weak spot that's my weak spot hmm. yeah so if you're listening right now you want to meet them just look follow their stuff on social media I was just telling Elena this before we hopped on the interview that we were both in Vegas at the same time. So if you follow like their stuff on social media and you realize that you're in the same spot or that they're at a certain place that's only a few minutes from you or maybe an hour or something and you really want to meet them, then you just got the green light. So go ahead, go up to them, introduce yourself yeah, and you say know, what's and, up. And the people, I'm very good on Instagram. I'm not really great on other social mediums and Grant does get on me about that. But for now, I'm really good on Instagram. I have a lot of people that write me there, but I do try to get back to people. And this is true. I have had numerous people in numerous cities DM me and say, where are y'all going to be? Can I meet up with you? And I have responded. We will land at the airport at this time. You can come by and say hi. And 10 or 15 people have showed up. Awesome. So I'm very open and available. 
Well, Elena, we could chat about stuff like this for a long time. I love talking about stuff like this, and it seems like you do too. So I need to go ahead and shift the conversation one more time into something I like to call the random round, which is just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yeah. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I would love to attempt, but it's not real, but... (laughs) I love military special forces. Like, I mean, God, if I was a six foot dude, that's what I'd be doing. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. It would probably be L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, because I find him extremely fascinating. How do you like to learn best books, blogs or podcasts? Books. What is one of your favorite books you've read recently? My own. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, shameless promotion there. No, that's own, totally fine. I'm writing my own, and it's been a torturous experience. If you only knew how sarcastic that was, supposed to have <laughs> been. You know, again, this is going to sound like gluttonous and in the family, but I just reread the Millionaire booklet, and that book blew me away again. I actually just ordered that book again because <laughs> I listened to it on audio, but I want to work through it. So I just got it yesterday, actually. Funny you should mention oh, that one. That's, cool. give, that's so cool. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up around 6 a.m. on a normal day and I get the kids ready. I get them dressed and fed and ready for school. And then we leave here around 7.15 to drop them off at 8 When I'm really disciplined or when I have to change things up or like mentally get strong, I wake up at five in the morning. I put on a 62 pound rock vest and do between 62 and 93 flights of stairs before I wake the kids up for school and go to school. Wow. What is your go-to pump up song? Oh, purple Lamborghini. (laughs) What are you not very good at, Elena? I'm not good at sales. I'm not good going for the clothes. I'm not good, you know, hammering. I'm not good at the stuff Grant's great at. The (laughs) stuff he's really good at, I'm very weak in. Well, hey, that works out, right? It does. I'm very good at things he's not. So we really know how to work those roles and those angles. Perfect. As we get everything wrapped up here, Elena, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, those are the ones. Instagram mostly. I am always active on Instagram. My Instagram stories are really starting to pick up. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So if you want to communicate with Elena or learn a little bit more about her, go ahead and head over to Instagram. I believe it's at Elena Cardone. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So at Elena Cardone on Instagram, go check out all the stuff that they are up to. So much fun stuff that they just throw on their Instagram stories. And Elena, thank you so much for coming on the show. Seriously, I know you're super busy. Don't take your time lightly. I had a lot of fun. Oh, Travis, you're awesome. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.